Don't let anyone or yourself invalidate your trauma by telling you it could have been worse or that you should be grateful for any positive aspect of it. Birth trauma is defined by your emotional experience after the event, not by the outcome. And it is also possible to be both grateful for any positive aspect and recognize that the birth was traumatic. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Parenting Translator newsletter and podcast. I'm Dr. Kara Goodwin, and today I'm going to be talking about the very important topic of birth trauma. So as I prepare for the birth of my fourth child, I'm reflecting a lot on my last birth experience. Let me set the scene. It was June 2020, an uncertain and stressful time to say the least. Going into the birth, there was so much fear and anxiety related to COVID-19, and I was imagining the worst case scenarios, like being separated from my baby um, if one of us tested positive for COVID or my husband not even being allowed to attend the birth. The COVID precautionary measures were changing so rapidly that even my OB couldn't really give me a clear answer as to what my labor would actually look like. Um, the only thing that seemed clear was that I would be delivering this baby into a very scary and uncertain world. Given all of this stress, it was not surprising at my 40-week appointment that my blood pressure was so high that my OB sent me immediately to the hospital to start the induction process. I had never been induced before, so I added that to the list of stressors and uncertainty going into this birth. I tried very unsuccessfully to get labor going on my own. I walked nearly seven miles in the hospital hallways trying to get labor going. And when that didn't work, the OB broke my water and labor started quickly and intensely. This labor was by far my most painful labor. And I felt helpless and unsupported without the presence of my doula, who I would have had if had not been for the COVID measures of allowing only one support person at the hospital. I was immensely relieved when it was finally time to push. My previous second stages of labor, meaning the pushing phase of labor, had been very brief and relatively easy. But with this one, I could tell I wasn't making progress. The doctors and nurses kept telling me I was doing great, but I could tell by the look on their faces that something was wrong. What I didn't know at the time is that my baby's shoulders were stuck. Um, This is a complication referred to as shoulder dystocia. And my OB acted quickly and dislodged my baby before a C-section or other more extreme measures were necessary. Um, However, it quickly became clear that my baby wasn't breathing as he emerged. Um, This was my third baby, so I knew and I was immediately concerned when he wasn't crying. And I was even more concerned when they whisked him away from me without a word. It seemed like every nurse in the hospital descended upon the room. And my husband and I were desperately asking over and over again, is he okay? Is he okay? And when nobody was answering us, that only increased our panic. And after what felt like an eternity, but was probably at most minutes, I don't even know, um, I heard his sweet cry and they placed the baby on my chest as if nothing had happened. And I felt so relieved and grateful, but those minutes of pure panic and terror were hard to forget. I told my birth story over and over again in the coming days as I tried to understand exactly what happened. However, the only response I got from most medical providers, my family or friends, was how grateful I should be that everything was okay and reminders that, you know, the well could have been much worse. 
And I was extremely grateful, but I also felt like I needed acknowledgement of how scary the entire experience was. It seemed like there was an attitude of these things just happened during childbirth. And when I complained about the COVID measures, I was told by a medical provider, you know, well, there are people dying alone, so you shouldn't feel bad about this. Childbirth can be very scary and traumatic for a lot of people as well as their partners. There should be room to express both joy and gratitude about the birth, as well as process the trauma, the anger, the feeling of loss that may have occurred at the same time. We should be allowed to acknowledge the difficult or scary parts of the birth experience and mourn the birth experience that was lost. An emerging line of research on birth trauma can help us to understand just how common this experience is and how to cope with this experience. And that is the focus of today's podcast and newsletter. So what is birth trauma? So research finds that 45% of mothers report experiencing birth trauma, but despite almost half of mothers experiencing birth trauma, it is rarely included as a part of labor and delivery preparation. It's rarely screened for in the postpartum period, and it's rarely even discussed. It seems like birth trauma is something that birthing individuals are just expected to get over, um, particularly when everyone is physically healthy after the birth. Birth trauma is poorly defined in the research, and the terms birth trauma and traumatic traumatic birth are often used interchangeably. Um, One concept analysis defined birth trauma like this, the emergence of a baby from the body of its mother in a way which may or may not have caused physical injury. The mother finds the events, injury, or the care she received deeply distressing or disturbing, and the distress is of an enduring nature. Birth trauma can also occur in birthing partners or any observers of the birth, even medical providers. Birth trauma can even occur in observers if it was not experienced as traumatic by the birthing individual. So how do you know if you experienced birth trauma? So whether or not your birth is traumatic is determined only by your own individual experience. I cannot stress that enough. A doctor or nurse present at your birth may have perceived the birth as entirely uncomplicated and typical and run-of-the-mill, but based on your own experience of feeling unsupported or afraid, it may have been a traumatic birth. The DSM defines trauma as the experience of actual or threatened death, serious injury, or sexual violence. It can involve experiencing the event yourself, witnessing it in others, or even learning that it happened to a family member or close friend, in this case, the infant being born. It is important to note that birthing individuals are in such a vulnerable position that you may perceive the threat of injury or death, even when a medical professional may not. And clinicians and researchers also think that the definition of trauma should be broader. So an individual can experience an event as traumatic, even if it does not involve threatened injury or death. So trauma may instead be defined as an event that disrupts foundational beliefs about yourself, others, or the world, and or changes the direction of your life. So for example, you think in terms of before and after the trauma. 
Well, on the other hand, it's also important to mention that a difficult birth or a birth involving injury to you or the baby doesn't necessarily always lead to birth trauma. Um, regardless of what happens during the birthing experience, it is entirely up to the birthing individual to determine whether or not it was a traumatic experience. So what are the symptoms of birth trauma? So symptoms of birth trauma can include psychological distress related to your birthing experience, repetitive and intrusive thoughts, flashbacks, or nightmares about your birthing experience, avoiding people, places, or memories related to your birth, being overly aware of potential threats to you or the baby, feeling guilty or blaming yourself, having difficulty remembering parts of the birth, and the birth experience significantly and negatively changing your thoughts about yourself, others, or the world, or causing a significant and negative change in mood. So what are some examples of birth trauma? So birth trauma can include late miscarriages or stillbirths, medical complications for the birthing individual or baby, emergency C-sections, resuscitation of the infant, hemorrhaging during or after delivery, any type of birth injury, the infant being taken to the NICU, the baby being born with a disability or illness, or even just feeling in extreme pain or out of control or unsupported during labor. Birth trauma may also include obstetric violence, which um, is any medical procedure performed without consent, a lack of respect or information from medical professionals, or anything that dehumanizes or takes away the rights of the birthing individual. However, it's important to mention again that birth trauma can be any experience that the individual perceives to be traumatic. What medical professionals see as a successful and smooth delivery with no medical complications may be a traumatic birth to you. So what are the impacts of birth trauma? So birth trauma has what researchers call a ripple effect, meaning it has long-term and wide-reaching impacts on many areas of a mother's life. So birth trauma can negatively impact breastfeeding experiences. Um, it can increase anxiety related to later pregnancies or birth, and it can even negatively impact your relationship with your partner for up to two years. Birth trauma can also disrupt Bonding with your infant, when you experience a traumatic event, you often experience distress related to anything that reminds you of the trauma. So in the case of birth trauma, your own infant can remind you of the trauma. Um, in one qualitative study, women reported an initial feeling of rejection toward their infant, which did fade over time. Those who experience a traumatic birth may also experience an immense sense of loss about their birth experience, their transition to motherhood, or their sense of self. They may experience a fear of childbirth in the future and make the decision to not have additional children or to plan an elective C-section or an induction in order to eliminate the uncertainty about future births. However, many people who experience traumatic birth are made to feel shameful or ungrateful if they discuss it at all. Many people are told that as long as they have a healthy baby, that the birth doesn't matter, or are told that their birth complications could have been worse. Birth trauma also dramatically increases mental health concerns. So it dramatically increases the risk for postpartum depression, with studies showing a four to five times increase in the risk for postpartum depression in mothers reporting a high level of birth trauma. Birth trauma is also associated with an increased risk for postpartum depression in partners. 
And it also increases the risk for postpartum anxiety and elevated stress in the postpartum period. Um, Birth trauma may even increase the risk for postpartum psychosis. Research indicates that 4% of all mothers and 18.5% of high-risk mothers go on to develop PTSD as a result of a traumatic birth. So how do you know if um, your birth trauma resulted in PTSD? So the symptoms of PTSD are as follows. One, intrusive memories, dreams, or flashbacks, or psychological distress related to anything that reminds you of the trauma. Two, avoiding anything that reminds you of the trauma. Three, changes in thought or mood related to the event. Four, differences in arousal or reactivity, such as difficulty concentrating, sleep problems, or irritable behavior. And five, these symptoms are still present one month after the traumatic event, and they cause significant distress or impairment in day-to-day functioning. If you think you might meet criteria for postpartum depression, anxiety, or psychosis, or PTSD, please consult with a medical health professional as soon as possible. So what can you do to cope with birth trauma? So first, seek out a mental health professional who specializes in what we call perinatal mental health, which means mental health before and after a birth experience. Um, particularly seek out a health mental health professional if you have symptoms of postpartum depression, anxiety, psychosis, or PTSD. Research suggests that therapy after a traumatic birth really helps. It really helps to decrease symptoms of trauma, self-blame, depression, and stress. Postpartum Support International is a great resource to help connect you with local providers who have expertise in this area. Second, don't let anyone or yourself invalidate your trauma by telling you it could have been worse or that you should be grateful for any positive aspect of it. Birth trauma is defined by your emotional experience after the event, not by the outcome. And it is also possible to be both grateful for any positive aspect and recognize that the birth was traumatic and mourn the loss of the birth experience that you wanted. Third, seek out social support from other mothers, friends, and family during the pregnancy and postpartum period. Research finds that mothers with social support are less likely to experience PTSD after childbirth, and social support can include both practical help like babysitting, help with housework, but also emotional support. Again, Postpartum Support International is a great resource that has free online support groups, including a birth trauma support group. So four, this might sound simple, but write down your birth story as often as you can. Research finds that telling a coherent story after experiencing trauma may help with recovery and coping. One study found that postpartum women who were asked to write down their birth story, including the emotions they experienced, showed lower levels of depression and PTSD. In this study, women were asked to write twice per day for 15 to 20 minutes. Um, Writing down your story helps to prevent avoidance of the traumatic memories, which tends to have a negative impact. So avoiding actually leads to worse symptoms. Um, And it may help you to integrate the complex emotions that you are experiencing. However, if you worry at all that this exercise could be very distressing to you 
or that you could not cope with the emotions that it brings up, make sure that you consult with a mental health professional and only engage in these type of exercises Mm -hmm. under their guidance. Five, challenge any thoughts related to self-blame. So self-blame is very common experience among birth trauma survivors. And when you notice yourself experiencing these thoughts, make sure you challenge these thoughts with evidence and take the blame away from yourself. Um, so for example, I had my first daughter at 36 weeks. And after I had her, I obsessed over everything I did that day that might have caused the premature labor. You know, I went for a long walk. I ate spicy food. Maybe I wasn't hydrated enough. When I had these thoughts, I would remind myself that starting labor was not my intention and that there are women who do all of these things and more when they are 40, you know, 41, 42 weeks pregnant and they do not start labor. And I would later realize firsthand when I was 40 weeks pregnant with my other subsequent pregnancies that I did all of these things and nothing started labor. If you would like to experience birth again and you are able to find providers in a doula that are supportive of your choices and supportive of you. Support during labor and birth may reduce your chances of experiencing a traumatic birth again. A doula in particular may be helpful since their role is only to provide support for you. In addition, having control over your birth experience may reduce your risk of PTSD. Many people who experience a traumatic birth um, may schedule an induction or an elective C-section for subsequent births in order to be more in control. Protecting your mental health may be reason enough to make these decisions. So make sure you find providers that understand the importance of protecting your mental health during the birthing process. Seven, ask for skin-to-skin care immediately after birth if possible. A randomized controlled trial found that skin-to-skin in the hour after a traumatic birth resulted in improved mental health immediately after the birth and two to three months after the birth. However, it is very important to mention that many birth complications make it impossible to experience skin-to-skin contact in the hour after birth. And the benefits of skin-to-skin contact for mental health continue for up to 12 weeks after the birth. So it's never too late to start skin-to-skin care. And if you missed it in that hour after birth, you still have so many chances in your baby's first year of life. Advocate for more sensitive and responsive care for birthing individuals and increased mental health resources in the postpartum period. Research finds that lower quality interactions between birthing individuals and providers are associated with a greater chance of developing PTSD after childbirth. All birthing individuals deserve to be heard and supported throughout this process. So finally, I want to talk about post-traumatic growth, and this is the idea when something beautiful can come from trauma. So with time, survivors of a traumatic birth may experience something called post-traumatic growth. Um, Post-traumatic growth is a positive psychological change that occurs as a result of a traumatic incident. It does not mean that the distress of the trauma is not still there or that you see the trauma as something positive, but that the trauma shakes you to your core in such a way that it causes you to re-examine your life and make positive changes. So researchers use the metaphor of an earthquake to explain post-traumatic growth. So an earthquake causes destruction, which requires you to rebuild in new ways. You would never have wished that the earthquake occurred, but you can recognize the beauty in the rebuilding. 
So research finds that 50% of mothers may experience post-traumatic growth after a traumatic birth. Um, In particular, mothers report they have an an increased appreciation of life, um, an enhanced sense of personal strength, and an improved ability to relate to others after the traumatic birth. They report that they feel stronger, more empathetic to others, more assertive in fighting for their own needs, and more deeply connected to their partners, friends, and children. One mother in a research study explained it this way. At first, the very fabric of your being is shattered, destroyed. Nothing makes sense. The pieces do not go back together again. Rather, it is a very gradual, new, very different kind of becoming. So what makes you more likely to experience post-traumatic growth? Um, First, seeking guidance and support from others. So seek out social support from therapists, friends, and family after a traumatic birth. Research finds that seeking guidance and support from others is related to enhanced post-traumatic growth. Second, use an approach-oriented coping. Approach-oriented coping means focusing on the trauma in order to seek help from others, understand how it happened, use problem-solving, and accept the results of the trauma rather than avoiding the trauma. Research finds that approach-oriented coping is associated with greater post-traumatic growth. Finally, be patient. Research finds that the longer it's been since the traumatic birth, the greater the symptoms of post-traumatic growth. So post-traumatic growth won't happen in weeks or even months following the birth. Allow yourself time to process and grieve the trauma before expecting any type of growth. Um, I would like to thank um, Kaylee Summers for reviewing this newsletter. Kaylee is a licensed clinical social worker who specializes in perinatal trauma and has specific training in both perinatal mental health and EMDR. Um, she um, uses her training at on her Instagram and TikTok, which is the Birth Trauma Mama. So check her out if you are interested. Um, thank you so much for tuning in to the Parenting Translator newsletter. Um, tune in next week for more research back tips for parents. Parenting Translator is a nonprofit organization, so all of these podcasts and the information they provide are given to you for free. If you would like to support our work, please subscribe to this podcast and rate and review it. Thank you so much.